Aloha, people of God. This is your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to the Fully Submitted with Brother Mike podcast, and I am your host, Brother Mike Dillard. All right, all right. How's everybody doing tonight? Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. Easter weekend. Uh, not that I actually celebrate Easter weekend because I understand what Easter is all about. But that's for a whole nother podcast. <laughs> okay. What I wanted to do is come on here and give this message. I just got in from the grocery store, but you know how we do it. This is a live and dynamic podcast. In other words, <laughs> when and where the message comes up, that's where I'm putting it down. Wherever I get it, that's where I spit it. So let's hit it. Okay. Just got home and a thought occurred to me about the scripture. Oh, the title. Back it up. The title is. The perplexing power of godly principles. Or we can just say the the perplexing power of principles. P to the third. Okay. (laughs) I like the mathematical formula angle. P to the third is easy to remember. Okay. So people, people of God, we quote the scriptures. We sing and dance about them. I always talk about that. We sing and dance about the scriptures and about the promises, but we don't really understand them, right? If we understood them, maybe we wouldn't be singing and dancing as much, right? Because we would understand the weight or the responsibility that is on us, (laughs) you know, to bring these things to pass, right? And quite honestly, many times people just don't understand what the scripture says they read the word but they don't understand you know like jesus talked to the pharisees he talked about the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law they could they could clearly read what was written on the paper right or on the scrolls whatever you want to call it they could read (laughs) they could read very well but they didn't get it on the inside they didn't get it where it counted and this isn't just about salvation right because Those people, they didn't understand that salvation came through Jesus. They didn't understand that, right? They they knew the law. They read it. They knew the Torah, but they didn't understand that salvation came through Jesus, right? Now, in in a similar manner, Christians are reading the Bible. They read it. They memorized it, right? They sing. We they sing and dance about it. I was one of those people too. Okay. I <laughs> can't front. But they don't understand what the scripture is really saying. They don't understand God's principles. See, really what we want to be and what God desires for us to be are principled people. Kingdom people. Come on now. Kingdom people are principled people. In other words, we. Don't go by our emotions. We don't go by traditions. You know, we don't go by family routines and holidays and all that stuff. No, no, no. We follow God's laws and we follow his principles, right? Because God's laws and God's principles are eternal. They don't change. And see, when you understand God's principles, but let me back this up. The the more you understand the Lord, the more you get closer to the Lord, the better you understand his principles, his ways, right? The way he does things, the things that he set in motion, right? If you don't understand these things, then I don't care how long you've been going to church, right? 
You're still a baby Christian. You don't understand these things. Well, I've been going to church for 30 years. If I never heard of nothing like that. Then you, sir, ma'am, are a baby Christian still. <laughs> you have been stagnated in your growth and you are, you're a baby Christian still. Sorry to tell you, right? It's the truth, okay? <laughs> Be free. Okay, so let's talk about God's principles, right? God's principles they're, they're the way that he does things. It's, it's the way that he does things, right? So, for example, right, I've been to churches before where all they did, yeah, they talked about Jesus, but they did everything they could to quench the Holy Ghost in there, the movement of the Holy Ghost, because they wanted to control the service in the church and not the Holy Ghost. But ah, we ain't even getting into that right now. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, what these types of churches would do invariably, and they were the types of churches that give the body of Christ, God's true church, a bad name. Because then people are thinking like, well, you're the church of Jesus, right? We know what your church is all about. All you want to do is shake us upside down and get money. And this was, we I've been to several of those places, right? They seem to start out well, and then they hook up with these large mega churches, and next thing you know, you know, all the goodliness and godliness has gone out the door in pursuit of membership drives and money. OK, so if you think about it, instead of them asking like, hey, you know, we, we want y'all to give more money, give more money. Right. You now you giving your tithes. Did you give your temp? I've literally been to churches that are like shaking people upside down. Hey, 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 man, did you give your we did. We did the math. I'm not making this up. Hold on a second. I was slapping the pillow. You couldn't actually hear for the effect. Hold on a second. Let me slap something harder. I'm not making this up. Okay. <laughs> they literally said over the microphone, right? Hey, you know, we've, we've been checking the tithes and the offering records, right? And we've done a little math. We, we know pretty much how much you make. You know, some of these churches were they basically were full of military people. So it is easy to go online and look at the pay grade. So if you know somebody's an E7 in the military, uh, all you got to do is go online and let me see an E7 in the Navy. I think I think he had like 10 years in the Navy. Yeah, let me see, E7 in the Navy, 10 years. Man, that joker is making at least this much money. He only gave, And he only gave us $50? Uh, what? Right. These people were indignant. I hadn't planned on coming out and, and calling this out, but it's coming up. So it's got to come out. Right. <laughs> so anyway, they're standing at the microphone. This is more than one church. Again, this is I'm not making this up. Right. Hey, we've done some reverse math, basically, and figured out like you guys aren't actually giving. Right. You're, you're giving less than 10 percent. And everyone's kind of in the audience, like looking around like, are you kidding me? Yeah, we know because most of the people in here are military. So, you know, we kind of know what everybody makes. But, you, you know, but we know you're not giving. Now, you know, now there's a whole sermon, sermons, you know, for weeks on giving, 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 and more giving. Oh, my goodness. Right. So it's like, you know, what? at some point, you know, my family and I were like, mm, you know, honestly, if. <laughs> If they really believed in the word of God, if they really believe what God says about prosperity, and this is, you know, all of these prosperity churches, right? And I'm not against wealth. 
Y'all, I'm, I'm not against wealth. You know, hey, wealth is spiritual. God gives wealth. God is God has all the riches. He's 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 the richest being in all creation. Hello. So I'm not against that. I am against. You know, these organizations calling them churches, calling themselves churches and, and saying that they're Christian churches and sh shaking the living coinage out of people. I mean, they turn them upside down and shake them till every last coin comes out. Hold on a second. Mm, I'm shaking them upside down. I, I can hear. I can still hear a coin rattling. Where is it? Oh, it's stuck in his shoe. Man, take that shoe off and give me that coin. Give me that. It's mine. Right. That's what they're doing. So. But if they really understood the principles of God, like they say, then they would give. <laughs> right. They would give. They would give. They would give instead of trying to get everybody else that's coming in there and their mother to give. And then, oh, we're going to add another thing on top of that. You know, oh, there's the building fund. Oh, there's the missionary fund. Oh, you know, we need to get the AC fund. We need to do this. And that's like, my goodness, how much money you think we got? Man, can we buy some can we buy some groceries today, please? Is it OK with you if I pay my rent, please? Right. But back to the principles. Right. See, that is a principle of God. Right. You give, you give, you give. Right. You give. It will come back to you because you're sowing seeds. That's the way it works. Right. That's the way it works. Now, this whole thing with tithing, I'm not going to really get into this today, whether or not it's golly or ungolly or this or that. What I will say is this. What I will say is this. Oh, man, I guess I'm going to go there. OK, here we go. <laughs> here we go. So. Yeah, the scripture talks about tithing, right? It's there. I can't say it's not there. Right. And I'm not going to tell you to not tithe. I'm not going to tell you that. Because then you're going to go to heaven and be like, well, Brother Mike told me to not do this or to do that. Brother Mike did not tell you that. <laughs> Lord, I did not tell him that. Okay. So look at this. Think about what is being taught in the church currently. Okay. Now, maybe, maybe back in the day, 100 years, it wasn't taught like this. But the way it is taught now, it ain't right. That's what I'm going to say. Right. Why is it not right? Because of how they're teaching it. What they're teaching is that you need to give 10 percent of your money to tithe, the tithe. Right. And then you pay the tithe and the offering and, you know, the tithe and the offering and the tithe is the 10 percent and all this and that. But what they do is the, the scriptures that they go, they, they add to it. Right. To to compel you to give. And the scripture clearly says you don't you're not supposed to give out of composure. It literally says that. But these preachers and these teachers, you know, and these televangelists and these mega churches, you know, they are compelling people to give. Right. Under the guise that if you give now, here we go. I just talked about this, this principle, but I'm going to show you how the way they're using it is jacked up. Right. They say, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, running over with good measure. Right. Will men uh, will men pour into your bosom. Right. And with the same measure you meted out, so shall it be meted unto you. And the way that they're pitching that or the way that they're teaching or preaching that is basically that. Listen, 
You need to give your money because if you give your money, God is going to give you some money back. Right? Oh, sure. They'll, they'll sprinkle in a little word like obedience to the tithe to clobber you upside the head to make sure that you feel guilty um, just in case you weren't going to give. Maybe you was only going to give 5% because maybe you need to buy food for your family and, and pay the rent. And that's all you could give was the 5%. Then they're going to come and clobber you upside the head with the guilt factor. Right. Just I'm just saying, right. Give and it shall be given back unto you. So basically, man, if you poor, then you're poor because you're not giving to the church. You're poor because you're not giving your 10 percent when really they don't even understand how that scripture is to be applied. They don't understand. Right. So I'm I'm a, I'm going to say this. Either a they don't understand I'm going to give them a hall pass. Jesus is not. <laughs> okay. That's grace. Maybe they don't understand. Or they actually do understand and they think that the church is full of bunch, full of gullible people. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I was getting ready to say something else and he checked me and I did not allow me to say it. <laughs> so they believe that the church is full of gullible people. Okay. And that they can get over on them. And fool them and deceive them so they can get their money. That's what's going on. Okay. Now, the way that that scripture actually works is this. Give and it shall be given unto you. All right. Now, I'm going to give you a little backstory. So when I was preaching at the prison, this was the message one day that the Holy Spirit gave me. And it blew me away because I had never heard it talk like that. And then he gave me some examples and it made total sense because obviously I'm going to go into this prison and talk to these men, men that had been, you know, running all types of schemes and games and gangs and selling drugs and, you know, all types of illegal money transactions. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he's going to give me something real to give those men because they need something real. They've been out in the street. They saw what was up. So you can't come into prison with some fluffy little uh, uh, talk and uh, that they can't relate to because they're going to ignore you or even worse. Okay. So anyway, it goes like this. So given it shall be given unto you. Well, what is being given? The, the church air quotes is saying, give money and it shall be given unto you in order that you could, you know, you give your tithes, you get money and it will be given back to you. Therefore you should give even more to get more of a blessing. But that's not what is being given, right? What it is, is you give value, right? See, there is a law. This is actually called the law. This is the, the word that came to me. The law of value and compensation, right? And this law, like all of God's laws and all of God's principles are eternal. They don't change. Just like the law of gravity. This is literally where I went and talked to the guys in the prison. It's like, listen, this law I'm about to explain to you is just like the law of gravity. It does not care if you're rich or poor, white or black, Malaysian, African, American, German, Korean, Japanese, Polish. It doesn't care. It is a law that God put in place and it is in effect. So if any of you dare or are foolish enough to go up to the top of a building and you just walk right off the building, guess what? You will plummet to your death. Doesn't matter if you're heavy set, skinny, you know, a, a big bodybuilder. None of, it doesn't matter. Man, woman, boy, girl, doesn't matter. Right. 
you step off that building, you will plummet because that law God put there is in effect. And the law of value and compensation is exactly the same way. Right. And it's basically this. If you render value, then compensation will be paid back to you. It will come back. That's what comes back. Value is given. Compensation comes back. And it's either directly or indirectly. But it will come back to you. Okay, because that is a law. Right. So give value and compensation will be given unto you. Right. Press down, shaking together and running over. And what that is, is in the old times in the Old Testament. Right. That was an agrarian society. Right. So there was grain. So this was a, a term where they actually filled the container up. You know, you go to the market. Hey, I want to get some grain, you know, five shekels of grain or whatever it was. They fill it and then, you know, they they press it down and make sure that it's compacted all the way. Right. And it's full, 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 full until it really is full. It's pressed down. They shake it and they keep pressing it down. They shake it. They keep pressing it down until it is fully matted and compacted. Right. And running over. So this is a term of obedience. So give value and compensation, whether it's direct or indirect, will be given unto you. Right. So what it says. Right. Press down, shaking together, running over with good measure. Shall men pour into your bosom. Now, where it says men pouring into your bosom, what that is, this this is this is your customers or this is, um, yeah, basically your, your customers. Right. The people that you're providing value to. Right. These people are going to pour into your bosom. In other words, they are going to pay you. They're going to pay you. Right. That's how it is. And, and, and with the measure that you 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 meet out, thus it shall be meted back unto you. In other words. If you put out a little bit of value, you'll get back a little bit of compensation. If you put out a massive amount of value, then you will receive back a massive amount of compensation. That is the law. And so what was explained to me is like, hey, no offense if you're working at McDonald's or, you know, a fast food place. This is an honorable job. There's nothing wrong with it. But I, I do need to use this example to highlight an illustration. <laughs> And so my point is this. If you're the person that is, you know, you're working at McDonald's or some fast food restaurant and you think about this because there may there's probably people right now that's listening to this podcast and you're like, hey, wait a minute, that's me. OK. And that's OK. Just listen, though. Right. So if you're working at a fast food restaurant, you're flipping burgers or you're, you know, frying up fries, French fries or whatnot. They pay you money. You get a check. Right. But you would agree. You, you probably would like to get paid more money, a lot more money. Right. But, you know, for the job that you are doing, the value and what it is, it's the value that you're rendering. Right. So there is some value in people eating, you know, fast food. There is some value. It's only a little bit of value, though. So the compensation that you get back, the money in return, it's only a little bit. OK, you see how that plays out. But if you have someone that's doing something on a greater scale. So let's say, you know, this this person is a doctor and they've and it's not that they're a doctor, but it's that they've honed, they've gone to school and they've studied and they've trained and, you know, all of these years they put into it and now they can help more people. Right. So, you know, those skill sets are very valuable because not everybody 
walking around the street has those skill sets. So for that value, you know, they're providing value to a particular group of people. And thus there's more compensation that comes back. That is the way it is. So what he had me explain, what was explained to me. And then what I explained to the guys, I said at the prison, I said, listen to this. Now, you know how they're preaching this at church, right? I said, now think about this. People have been in the church that have been tithing for decades. They've been waiting for this big payoff, supposedly from the Lord. And guess what? They was broke when they first started and they still broke now. Churches are full of broke Christians. This is the truth. Full of them. Yet our God, our father has all the wealth. Why are the churches so full of broke people? Because this principle is not being applied correctly. It is not. Because they don't understand it. The teachers don't understand it. And if they do, they're definitely not teaching it because they want that money for themselves. Okay? So, look, think about this. The people in church are promised these lavish lifestyles that God is going to give them. Now, when you look out, you see the rappers living like this. You see the football players living like this. You know, people at these big tech companies doing this. And, you know, they're living the lifestyle that God's people are dreaming about living. But when you really, and at first, on the one hand, it's like, well, they got it from the devil. And many of them did. But some of them did not. It's just the law that is, that, yeah, there, a lot of them are in cahoots with the devil. But guess what? God's law is still God's law. <laughs> okay? It, it doesn't matter if they go to the devil. If they step off a cliff, they're still going to plummet. Why? Because God is God. He's almighty. Right? Currently, Satan, according to Jesus, is the God of this world, but he does not override Jesus. Jesus said the God of this world has no power over me. None. He doesn't override God's laws. OK, so even still, if they are working for the devil, they still have to obey in this physical universe that God has set up. They still have to obey the laws that God put in place. Right. And they need to provide value. So value can be provided at a local scale. It can be provided at a regional scale, at a national scale, and that an, and then at an international scale. So if you look at somebody like, let's say, even a football player, like a basketball player, you know, uh, I know one politician was like, you know, shut up and dribble. So, so rude, right? But let's look at the value that these people are providing. Now, I don't particularly watch professional sports or collegiate sports. It's never interested me. I just don't watch it, right? But think about how many people around the world do watch it, right? It's entertainment for them. It's a form of relaxation for them, right? They're getting some form of value, a great amount of value out of this, right? And it's going where? All around the world. If it was something that just stayed in your neighborhood, oh, we're playing football, it's just in the neighborhood, those people would not be getting that much money back because according to God's law of value and compensation, they're not putting out that much value, thus they wouldn't get that back that much compensation, okay? But since it's going out across the entire planet and people are deriving value from it, guess what? That is gl a global amount of value. And this is how people become multi, multi, multi-millionaires and billionaires. Or if you think of somebody like Bill, let's talk about a billionaire, somebody like Bill Gates, right? Or um, Steve, Steve Jobs, right? Or... or uh, the guy that does Tesla, I don't know why his name always escapes me, but Elon Musk. Thank you, Lord. Elon Musk, right? Think about what these people are doing. 
they have solved a particular problem. They've, they've, they've solved a particular solution that the entire world wants acts that they need. Right. You look at Bill Gates like, OK, everybody uses the computer. Well, they use a PC or what do they do? Or they use an Apple. They use a Mac. So you got Bill Gates. You got Steve Jobs. Right. And look, of course, they were billionaires because the whole world uses their products. Elon Musk with Tesla. Tesla's all over the world. All people all over the world are buying Teslas. So, of course, look at Oprah. She's a billionaire. What happened? Oprah blew up. Right. She she tapped into what? The housewives, if you want to call them that, right, all over the world and empowered them. Women all over the world that had been overlooked and ignored and people didn't didn't recognize the buying power that they had. But then Oprah came. Right. Come on now. Right. This is real talk. And all of a sudden, women all over the globe united and got behind Oprah and started supporting her in everything that she did. And what happened? Black cow. She blew up. It's the law of value and compensation. So we can look and clearly see all these ungodly people that are receiving the benefits that we're being promised each week from the pulpit. Right. But then you have to ask yourself, why are they getting that money? Because they are actually adhering to this principle. And many of these motivational speakers will even say it. They'll talk about value, 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 value. If you want money, don't focus on getting more money. Focus on giving more value. Now, they don't give credit to Jesus Christ. They don't give credit to the Bible for this. Right. But what they're saying is accurate. But that is not coming across the pulpit. And that is what needs to be coming across the pulpit. God's people should not be broke like a joke. OK, because <laughs> it's not like our God is poor. He is not poor. Amen. He still owns all the cattle on a thousand hill. The earth and the fullness thereof still belongs to the Lord. And although it may seem like I've strayed from my original tangent, I did not. I assure you. <clears throat> OK, but apparently this needed to come up so y'all can focus on this. And you can begin focusing on value, providing value, providing value, right? You change your mindset, you change your money. You change your mindset, you change your money. Last time, you change your mindset, you change your money. Okay? Focus on providing value. That is what will bring wealth. Not giving tithes. If you decide to give tithes because the scripture said gives tithes and you want to be obedient to God and God sees your heart very well, then do that. But do not give that money and be expecting that the Lord Almighty is going to come and he's going to give you all of this amazing wealth because that is not what's going to happen. It's just not. Because that is not what that scripture even means. Now, if you change your mindset, then you will change your money. If you change your mindset about what that scripture means, give and it shall be given unto you, you will see your money change. You're going to see everything change. OK, but again, I can't tell you to do or not do. All I can tell you is like, hey, this is how they're teaching it. And this is really what it means. Whether you do it or not, that's up to you. But you can't say that you didn't get the answer. You didn't get the information. Again, look at what they're saying in the church you're going to get. And then look at all of those people in the church and how long have they been given? Five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. They still, you know, they still driving a, an Edsel or a Model T. You know what I'm saying? It's like something ridiculous. They're in the same situation. They're a little bit better. 
But the scripture that they talking about it, you know, you should be way better. Again, you look at the world, look at those people living those lavish lifestyles. They are living the lifestyles that we're singing and dancing about and not having access to because we're not understanding that principle. That's a principle. We're not understanding that godly principle, that godly law. And it doesn't make a difference whether you saved and sanctified or you are ungodly as all get out, right? If you do those things, it is what it is. It's just like the law of gravity. It doesn't matter if a saint, the most godly person on this planet walks off a cliff, he will plummet, right? He will plummet. Satan was trying to get Jesus to throw himself off of a cliff, right? Uh, Jesus knows what laws are in effect on, the, on this physical plane of existence. Why? Because he made them. He didn't do that. You ain't putting the Lord my God to the test. Why would it be putting him to the test? Why? Because he's going to plummet, <laughs> right? He's going to plummet because that law is in effect. So, no, he wasn't going to put the Lord his God to the test. That's what Jesus himself said, right? So we have to understand how things work about godly principles, right? So the last thing I'll say is this. Another scripture that people are singing and dancing about is about... um. Oh, we're lenders and not borrowers. We're lenders and not borrowers. Yeah. But you don't understand what that really means. See, I didn't understand what that really meant. I'm thinking like, oh, God's going to give me a whole bunch of money. And then, yeah, I'm going to start lending. That's not necessarily how it always works. In fact, it usually doesn't start off like that. Right. Eventually. Yeah, you'll you'll have. Right. You'll you'll have you'll the scripture says you'll lend unto many nations and borrow from none. That's what it says. Right. Different versions say something different. But the of uh, the King James version says you'll lend unto many nations and you'll borrow from none. What does lending unto many nations mean? Again, that does not mean that you're a rich person. Doesn't mean that he didn't say that. He said you lend unto many nations and borrow from none. Again, eventually you probably will get to that. He probably will get you to that. But before you can get to that point, you have to trust the Holy Spirit with what you consider to be your wealth, which, again, in another lesson I've already told you, it's God's money. It's not your money. It's God's money. But what he'll start having you do is give. Look at that family over there. Man, they're having hard times. They're not paying. They're not able to buy groceries. They're behind on their rent. Son, daughter, go help them out. Go pay their bills. Uh, Lord, you know, I got that much money bank. Go ahead and pay their bills. And you know, the Lord doesn't always explain everything to you, right? But many times the Lord is answering your prayer, but because you didn't understand the principle and you didn't understand the way that the Lord works, when he told you to do something, it sounded crazy to you. Jesus, why would you tell me to do that? I'm struggling with money. Why would you tell me to, to give because now in this instance, right, it does work that way. You're sowing into God's people. You're sowing into God's people, people that are having a hard time, people that are behind and people that are going to get evicted, people that can't eat food. And the scripture talks about when you lend unto the poor, then you you lend unto God. And I talked about this before. In a sense, you're not really lending. You're giving it to them. They don't have. So it's not like you're really lending to them. Right. You're giving to them. And when you do that, you're investing in Jesus Christ. You just loaned Jesus money. Thus, 
the returns that you're going to get on that money are going to be beyond astronomical. So keep in mind when you're singing and dancing about being a lender and you're praying, Lord, make me a lender and not a borrower. Lord, because you're thinking you're just going to get so much money. That's usually how it doesn't. It doesn't usually start out like that. It usually starts out with him causing calling you to give beyond your means. You know, give this share that. I know all you got is ten dollars. Give five of that. Mm, what? Yes. Give five of that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> right. But what he's doing, <laughs> what he's doing, he's training you to prepare your heart to follow him with the wealth he's given you to steward. Does that make sense? Because if you won't do what he's telling you to do when you barely got money, guess what? When you get a hundred thousand. One million, three million, one billion. You definitely will not do it then. So he must train. And what is this? It's a godly principle. Again, another principle, right? He's going to start you lower, right? He's going to start training you here, right? So you submit, you submit, you submit, you submit, right? And then you'll be trained up, right? And you can go to another level and another level and another level of faithfulness, right? He can trust you with more and more, right? Amen. You're faithful with the least. Now you've proven that you're you're able to, you know, to steward steward much more. It's a godly principle. So I just thought it was very important uh, that I come on and I, I share this message. I understand there's so many people that are hurting financially. There's many people that are crying out to the Lord. But you but if you don't understand the principle, when the word comes to you to bless you, you won't see it. You'll be like, the devil is a liar. That devil's trying to get me to give money I didn't even have. <laughs> Fools, you know, that stupid devil, he didn't get me. But you not understand. It's like, ah, that was God that sent that to you. He was trying to multiply your money, but you didn't understand the principle, so you just missed a blessing. All right, that's it. Hey, listen, I hope this helps. Remember God's principles, right? The closer you get to the Lord, the more you'll understand his principles, right? When you understand God's principles, you understand how he works, all right? When you understand how God works, then you know how to pray accordingly and how to expect accordingly, okay? This is how it works. Remember, given it shall be given unto you is value. And what's going to come back to you is compensation, Either it's direct, somebody paid you directly for it, or it's indirectly. Hey, I baked you these cookies. I, I made you some dinner. You know, I'm going to wash your car. I'm going to cut your grass for you. There's some type of way it will come back to you, right? With abundance, right? And based on how much value you put out, that's what you're looking at getting back. It'll be multiplied, but it's still going to be, if you put out a little bit of value, you're only getting a little bit of money back. If you put out a whole lot, like a whole nation of people, or using the solution that you provided, yeah, congratulations, you're a multi-multi-millionaire, maybe even a billionaire, okay? That's just how it works. It's the law. All right, that's it. So I hope this helps you. And again, if you do it, I know that it will help you. I ran a little long today, but that is okay. This message, it needed to go out. Y'all need to get this and put it into action, all right? And as always, please remember, Submit yourself unto the Lord, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
Until next time, I love you with the love of the Lord. Aloha and be blessed.